Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you are here with me today. And today's topic is one that I have always been fascinated by, and that is the topic of a life review. But before we get started with today's topic, we have a word from our sponsor. Is it time to take your life to the next level? Are you tired of playing small and repeating the same cycles in your life? I invite you to tune in to the Art of Living Big podcast. It's a show that's part brain, part spirit, and part possibility. I'm Betsy Paik, the host, and I'm an author, a speaker, and a trainer of NLP. And each week, I share new ideas to help you think differently about what could be possible for your life. Are you ready? Let's go live big. After passing. You may be thinking, why are you talking about this topic today? And I will elaborate, but I've always been fascinated with the topic of life after death and also near-death experiences. I don't know why, but from a very young age, there's just been something that fascinated me about this topic. And a lot of things when I would read them about what people describe in near-death experiences really rang true for me. So it's something that has always fascinated me. And with the recent passing of my mom, it just became more of a fascination because as some of you may know, I think if you saw my Facebook page at all, we got to be there and surround my mom and hold her hand and be there as she took her last breath. And there was something just, I don't know how to describe it, but you could see the physical change in her body as she took her last breath. And it was a blessing to be able to be there and be with her, but also a mystery, right? Like what happens to us after we die? And this is something that's always fascinated me. And it just so happens that I stumbled across a TV show the other day. It was called The Life After Death Project, and it was on IMDb, which is a free service. So if you have streaming on your TV or even on your phone, you can download the IMDb app. It's free. And again, the show is called The Life After Death Project, and this was part two. And so they had many different people on just talking about what they witnessed in scenes where people were dying. So one was a doctor who was a hospice doctor, was a palliative care doctor, and he had been working for 20 years. And he was talking about the experiences that he has witnessed in dealing with people who pass on. And he said that, you know, he's a scientist, right? He's a scientist, but there are many things that he's witnessed that science cannot explain to him. One of the things is that as people were close to passing, they would start to see relatives or people they knew who had already passed over. And I personally witnessed this before. A friend of ours, her grandmother was passing and she was in a nursing home. She was still awake and talking, but um, kind of in and out of it. And my mom and I actually went and my mom was on one side of her and I was on the other and she just kept saying, you know, like, kiss my face, pat my hand. You know, she was a little, a little scared, not really, but there was a little hesitation there, you know, and she would say, I'm going to see them soon. And she'd say, my mom and my dad, and she was describing people who were there. And the nurse said to us, she said, oh, she's been hallucinating all day. And my mom and I just looked at each other. We gave each other a look and then we got in the car and she's like, 
she was not hallucinating. She was just getting ready to cross over. And I said, yeah, that's what I think too. And after seeing this special, the doctor said, you know, he has witnessed people seeing other people who have passed over to come and get them. And he said, they're not hallucinating because people are, who are hallucinating, they hallucinate about things that are random and they don't make any sense. This makes absolute sense. They're seeing people they know and that they loved. And so that's not a hallucination. The other people were talking, they were ER nurses. And they said, you know, we work in the ER. A lot of people pass away in the ER. But they, there's this one apparition of a man. Everyone sees him and they describe him the same way. And he's there and then all of a sudden he's not. And everyone who works in that ER at one time or another sees this apparition. And they think it's someone who passed away in the ER. Um, Another interesting thing about life after death is that I've always heard of a thing called a life review. And the other funny thing is that this evening I started watching this movie. It was one of my mom's favorites. She and I used to watch it together. And it was called Defending Your Life. And if you've never seen this movie, it is a really cute movie and it's funny. It's with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. And we've always loved this movie. And the premise of this movie is this man dies and, you know, he's driving his car and he's hit by a bus. And he goes to a place called Judgment City and he has to defend his life. And it's sort of like a courtroom. He's in a courtroom and they show him images of his life and things that have happened and he has to defend his actions and it's a really cute movie and it's funny but I think there is some truth to the premise of this movie because a lot of people who've had near-death experiences describe having a life review once they get to the other side and before they're told they have to come back so I thought that I would talk about this life review today because this has always fascinated me And I truly do believe that we do have life reviews once we cross over, but I don't think that it's in a judgmental way. And I think this is where a lot of people who are afraid to die, they're afraid to die because they're afraid of what this life review will be. I think the traditional religions teach that it's a judgment that you're going to go to heaven or hell. And if you've been, you know, if you're good, you're going to go to heaven. If you're bad, you're going to go to hell. And I mean, my church took this one step further when I was growing up and grew up in this very strict religion. They had a play that they used to put on called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. And it was terrifying. They would use, it was this traveling group that would come around and use your own members of the church to put on this play. And I remember very distinctly, I was probably seven or so when it came to our church. And they had different people from our church playing the different roles. And they had the altar and the baptismal in our church decorated in like gold. It was like gold colored aluminum foil. And they had angels. All of the choir was dressed like angels and they stood in the baptismal. And then so that's what you saw when you went in and you sat down for this play. And the very opening scene was this little old lady and it was played by my Sunday school teacher who I just adored. And she was hobbling down the aisle and all of a sudden she just fell over dead, right? And that in and of itself was traumatic, but she jumps up and they 
put a spotlight on this one angel and she's saying, oh my gosh, where am I? Did I die? I, I died. And so then the angel's standing there and she said, angel, am I in the book of life? And they look, you know, and her name is. So the angel raises one arm and the hallelujah chorus starts playing and she's rejoicing and the angels are singing and she's off to heaven, right? So yeah, that's a good thing. But then cue the next scene and it's two girls and they're supposed to be at a party and they're in the bathroom and they decide to do drugs and they die after doing these drugs. They're like, I don't feel good. And they're making their voices distorted and it's loud. And when they die because they did drugs, the devil comes out and he, it's someone dressed in like red and they have red light and the, the sound is awful. Like they have this bass playing and the sound of his voice is just horrible. And he's screaming at them like, you're going to hell. And they're screaming and crying. I mean, this was traumatic to watch this, but this is what I grew up with. And this was what I was always taught was, you know, you put one toe over the line, right? If you don't ask God to come into your heart before you die, you're going to go to hell. And this never, ever rang true for me. This did not feel like this was the right thing. I just, it never made sense to me because I would always ask these philosophical questions like, well, what happens if you're a baby and you're born into a family where they don't practice a religion and you die as a child, you just go to hell? Like, because you've never heard about God? How is that okay? Like, what no, that doesn't make any sense. It never made sense to me. None of these things ever made sense to me. And the more that I started getting curious about it as a teenager, I started reading up and I started following other psychics and, and just getting as much information as I could. And I started reading more about near-death experiences. And that's really when I started learning more about past lives too. And, you know, when I was younger, if you talked about past lives, I would have been like, oh my gosh, you're so dumb. Like that doesn't exist. But the more I've researched and the more I've done, I really do believe it exists. And, you know, you can agree with me or not. It's okay. You have to take what rings true for you. But after reading on all of these near-death experiences, a lot of people have said that they experience a life review it's some form of a life review. It's not necessarily in chronological order. And some people describe it as many different events passing before them at the same time. And some of them go through it from a third person perspective where they're actually aware of what other people were feeling and thinking at the time when they interacted with them. And this is always... I think done in a non-judgmental way because the the purpose of it isn't to say you were a horrible person. The purpose of it is to say, how could you have done this differently? How could you have made this better? Which makes more sense to me. But here's an example. So I was just reading about different past life experiences. And this is from a website. I can give you the name of it after I'm done. But this person recounted this life review. He said, I went into a dark place with nothing around me, but I wasn't scared. It was really peaceful there. 
I then began to see my whole life unfolding before me like film projected on a screen. From babyhood to adult life, it was so real. I was looking at myself, but better than a 3D movie, as I was also capable of sensing the feelings of the persons I had interacted with throughout the years. I could feel the good and bad emotions I made them go through. And so again... It doesn't sound like when he says it's a peaceful thing. I don't think that even though you feel the emotions you made other people feel, it's not done from a place of judgment of you're just such a horrible person. It's done from a place of learning of when you did this, this is how you made the other person feel. Because oftentimes that is the one thing that we don't get when we're living in these human bodies. We're not all knowing beings, so we don't understand how our actions have consequences on other people. We don't know how it affects anyone else. And we're all guilty every single day of making choices that are not necessarily the best. You know, when you call and you complain about the service that you had, you might have ruined that person's day and you don't know it. Or on the other hand, when you just smiled at someone and said hello, you may have brightened someone's day and you never know it. We don't know how our actions necessarily affected someone else. So this life review is a way to understand how our actions have consequences. But again, not in a judgmental way, but rather in a learning way. This is how things could have been made better. And people who have near-death experiences, they talk about how Their life reviews include long-forgotten details of their er earlier lives. And people who have near-death experiences report that these have a profound impact on them. And they cause them to have a different outlook on life and death. And I know, for instance, that a friend of mine who had a near-death experience, after it, he was not afraid of death anymore. And one of the things that I remember in just spending time with my mom a few weeks before, one thing she would say, why am I being punished with this cancer? And I just kept trying to impress upon her that we're not being punished. You know, when things happen to us that are, we don't understand why, it's not a punishment. It's never a punishment. If she was being punished, we were being punished too, because we suffered as much as she did having to watch her go through that. So it wasn't a punishment. And I don't want anyone to think that if something bad happens to you, it's a punishment. If I look at my life, I would think, my gosh, what did I do wrong? Because look at everything I've had to go through. I don't look at it that way. Don't see it as a punishment. I see it as an opportunity for learning. And I think that I must have wanted to learn so quickly and to advance so quickly that I chose a lot of very difficult things to go through because I wanted to experience them and understand what it was like. And it's hard in our human brains to understand that. And even I sometimes think to myself, like, why would you do this to yourself? But I get it because I totally did this to myself when I took college courses. I would sign up for things thinking this is going to be so cool and this is going to be fun. And then I would get in these classes and like, I hate this so much. Why did I do this to myself? But that's kind of how learning is. So for me, it's a little bit comforting to know that 
even though life here on earth can be difficult, this is the difficult part. This is the hard part. Once we cross over, that's the easy part. Because once we get there, though we have to look at our life review, it sounds as though it's done in a way that still you feel very peaceful. And it's just learning. And it's not that judgment and the damnation and the hell and all of that which comforts me because I didn't believe in that anyway. It was hard for me to imagine someone burning for all eternity. But it's comforting to know that this is just a part of it. And it's not done in judgment, but rather, okay, what could I have done better? What could I have done differently? How did I make those people feel? And how can I not do that in the future? And for the people that had near-death experiences, they were able to come back and use what they learned during the life review to help them in the future. So really, they're kind of the lucky ones because not only do they get a little glimpse of what it's like, but they also report that they feel tremendous peace and they're not scared anymore of the other side. And I know that one of the things that I struggled with was that my mom was scared. She was scared. She told us, I'm scared to die. But we kept trying to reassure her that everything was going to be okay. And I know that everything was okay. And I know that her transition was fine. I know it was. And she's sending signs all around now. You know, my daughter was driving home from uh, my house the other day. And she was listening to Spotify on her car radio. And she does not listen to country music. She's a young teenager. She doesn't have any lists that have country music on it. And all of a sudden, Patsy Cline singing Crazy came on. And anyone who knows my mom, she sang that song a lot. She loved Patsy Cline and she loved to sing like Patsy Cline. And a lot of people said she sounded like her. And that was one of her favorite songs. And she used to joke that she sang that song more than Patsy Cline did in her lifetime. So that was a sign, like, I'm here, I'm with you. Because again, my daughter would not be picking that. She would not have just randomly had that on her Spotify account. So I know that everything is okay. And it comforts me to read stories about people who've had near-death experiences because they describe it as being beautiful and peaceful and not something we should be afraid of. So I want you, as you go through life, not to be afraid of death and not to be afraid of what comes, and not to be afraid of judgment, but instead just living your life the way that you want to, but also intentionally knowing that your actions do have effects on others and just taking that into consideration, but not being afraid to live. Don't be afraid to live your life. And when you get to the other side someday, as we all will, and you go through that life review, you'll know that this is all about learning and everybody can always do things better. And we can always be better in our decisions and and, in our actions. So just take that as, you know, you can be better. Just be intentional when you make your decisions and live life more fully. Uh, But definitely check out that movie. It's called the Life After Death Project, again, it's on IMDb. And then the other movie, Defending Your Life, is a good movie if you just want to be entertained. But I think there is a little nugget of truth to that movie too. But check it out. It is really entertaining and funny and a cute movie. And uh, it's made me feel a little bit better watching that. 
tonight and, and, you know, it's, it's hard to believe that it's been two weeks and, um, it has brought me a little bit of joy to watch that and laugh because I knew that that was also something that my mom really enjoyed. So anyway, interesting topic, life review. And I definitely want to do a lot more research on the life after death. Um, in the special, the doctor talks about how many nurses have described seeing a gold light coming out of the patient's mouth like that's the spirit leaving the body. So it's very interesting stuff. Uh, definitely go and check that out. All right, I wanted to pull two cards for you today. And the cards I pulled are from the Life Purpose deck by Doreen Virtue. The first one is trust. It says, trust your feelings and dreams to guide your career path. So you may be having dreams that are very realistic. Maybe you've been asking for guidance from your spirit guides or from loved ones. They'll be coming to you in your dreams, so pay attention to them. You may need to keep a dream journal by your bed. And the second card is infinite abundance. You're fully supported as you devote yourself to your divine life purpose. I love that. You are supported when you're in your purpose. Things just seem to flow. So pay attention to the signs you're being given. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here with me. I hope you have an amazing day full of blessings. I am sending you guys so much love and light, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye, guys.